It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 7th, 2018. My name is Phil Brossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about the legacy of Rich DeVos, the owner of the Orlando Magic, who passed away on Thursday at the age of 92 years old. Um, It's been a day that I think most of us have recognized was going to come um, for a while now, for a few years now, I've heard rumors, uh, certainly, of, of, of them trying to get things done uh, for Mr. DeVos before, uh, before he passed away. And unfortunately, the one thing the Magic could not get done uh, was win a championship for him. Uh, one of the longest-serving owners in the NBA, uh, now gone, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll talk all about his legacy coming up here on today's episode of the show. Um, I'll take a quick break. I do have to get uh, some some uh, mid-roll ads in. You can, of course, find other great podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The NFL, of course, starting Thursday night with the Eagles defeating the Falcons in, in, in a, a frustrating game for the Falcons, for sure. You can check out Locked On Eagles and Locked On Falcons for complete recaps of that game. And Locked On, there's a Locked On NFL podcast for every NFL team to get you set for Sunday's action. The Locked On College Basketball Network is growing. And, of course, the Locked On NBA Network will be kicking into high gear in a in a moment, I'm going to pause for just a little bit to let the it, let the mid 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 show ad play, and then I'll talk a little bit more about Rich DeVos. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rich DeVos has... Rich DeVos and the DeVos family have owned the Orlando Magic essentially since the very beginning of the franchise. They bought the team in September of 1991 before the third season, so just before the Magic acquired Shaquille O'Neal in the draft. Uh, and they've been a presence in Central Florida and with the Orlando Magic uh, throughout really the Magic's entire history. There, there, there is no telling of the Magic story without uh, without the DeVos family and, and their outsized impact. Uh, the, the NBA has seen a lot of owner turnover in the last few years, and yet the DeVos family has been a constant. Again, 27 years of ownership. It's one of the they're one of the longest tenured owners in the entire league. Um, there's a lot to say about the DeVos family, and, and I'm sure we will say some of it here um, in this episode. But I, I do think it's it's telling that that they have made such an such an important impact on the community. Um, you know, the Magic. 
in, in a lot of respects, uh, were a, a, a status symbol for the city of Orlando. They were um, a sign that someone believed that this town could make it big. And, and when Pat Williams and Jimmy Hewitt came up with this idea to bring the NBA to Orlando, it was sort of a half-baked scheme to, 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 to lend legitimacy to an area of Florida that, that had a lot of potential, um, but hadn't quite realized it yet outside of the tourism industry in, in Disney. Bringing in the DeVos family brought in a, a much more stable ownership group, um, a, 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 an ownership group that had a lot more financial backing, obviously, to the DeVos family owning Amway, a multi-billion dollar, industry, multi-billion dollar company um, that, that has continued to grow um, despite whatever, whatever you think of that company. It has continued to grow and, and it continues to be a successful company. The DeVos family were from out of town. They were from Michigan. They weren't of this place. And and like so many people who come to Orlando, that move to Orlando, that become involved in Orlando and Central Florida, they came to adopt this place as someplace important to them, um, as, as important to Rich DeVos, as an important to the family. Um, obviously, there are only 30 NBA teams, and, and, and there was already one in Detroit, and, and the DeVos family couldn't buy the Pistons. Um, but the magic became something special for, for the DeVos family. Um, the stories that you hear about it, um, Alex Martin speaking to the media on, on Thursday um, about the death of, of Rich DeVos, uh, uh, someone that Martins had worked with very closely over the past 27 years, or most of the last 27 years, um, as, as a front off, as a member of the Magic's media staff to begin with, and then as a member of their front office. Um, he said that, you know, even in Rich DeVos's dying days, um, talking about the Magic and, and even just the potential of this season was something that would bring a smile to his face. At, at, at the very heart of things, Rich DeVos was a fan of this team. He was a fan of the people in this organization. And in a lot of ways, I think he did set a positive culture and a positive tone for the organization. Going beyond what happened on the basketball court, which had plenty of successes, even though they did not get that ultimate championship um, success that they wanted, even beyond what happened on the basketball court, the Orlando Magic have made such a positive impact on the community, and and I think it's absolutely a credit to the DeBoss family and the culture that they've established and the kind of people that they've always wanted to bring into the organization. It is fair to criticize Rich DeBoss for not bringing in maybe the tough guy, for not bringing in the guy with maybe the checkered past. Um, There were plenty of opportunities where the Magic may have passed on a player who could have helped them a little bit more because he didn't fit the culture and the type of people that that the DeVos family wanted to be in Orlando. Um, I think there's a fair criticism there, but I also admire that they stuck to that culture. They stuck to people who will give back to the community, who will make Orlando a home, and, and it's brought in some beloved players, and it's brought in a, 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 a connection to this team that I think is very strong, and, and, and as I've said, I think several times, even through this rebuild, remains very, very strong and remains very, very deep. Um, DeVos was a fan of the players and was a fan of the people um, on this team and in this organization. You see it through the community work that the Orlando Magic do. 
Um, the DeVos family has helped raise has helped raise millions of dollars that they've they've sent back into the Orlando community through the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation. They have set a culture that encourages not just players but staff members to give back to the community. I think it speaks volumes that the Magic have a strong partnership with the Coalition for the Homeless to serve meals at Thanksgiving. It's it's an every year thing. It goes without question and. and you know, it's usually a player that's footing that. It's usually a player or a coach that's footing that bill. I think usually I think it's the coaches that foot that 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 foot that bill and and give back in that way. And there are countless other examples from Daryl Armstrong and Bo Outlaw to Tracy McGrady to Grant Hill to Victor Oladipo to Tobias Harris of players who, of their own volition, give back to the city, give back to the community, um, even if their time in Orlando is relatively short. Um, it, it, you could tell that there was a strong relationship and a strong culture that was built. And, and the DeVos family, you know, as much as you can, there's plenty to criticize them for in a lot of different arenas. I've always believed that they are good. They are good people at heart. Um, you know, maybe they're maybe they're, they're some of their goals I don't agree with politically, but there are typically very good people at heart that have done very, some very very good things for the communities that they that they live in, both in Michigan. And here in Central Florida, and you know, I hope that culture absolutely continues. The DeVos family's legacy, it, it, or certainly Rich DeVos's legacy, it, it is very much that he helped deeply root the magic in the in the Orlando community. It wasn't just about playing games and representing the city on the court. It was about being a part of this community and being a representative of this community in, in so many other ways through the community through the community service work, uh, and, and then again and then through the play, the magic for the franchise that's been around for thirty years. Yes, they've never won a championship, have been stunningly successful. They've made I think fourteen playoff appearances in thirty years. They've won two Eastern Conference championships. They've won five division championships. They've had Hall of Famers and Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, Shaquille O'Neal, and we'll throw Penny Hardaway in, the, in there even though he won't make the Hall of Fame because of the injuries that beset him. They, Dwight Howard, a Hall of Famer. They've had some stunning lottery luck, and, and that absolutely helped propel them to new heights um, as a franchise and as an organization. Um, they've had teams that have had true impact on the league, and, and really the only thing missing in the Magic's resume, the only thing missing in DeVos's resume as an owner is that championship. Again, there are fair criticisms to be had about DeVos as an owner. Um, there was a time where he probably did not was not willing to spend what it would take to win a championship or, or to compete. Um, during the Tracy McGrady and Grand Hill era, the Magic were tied up with Grand Hill and did not have money to spend, and DeVos was unwilling to go in the luxury tax to make it happen, leaving the Magic to kind of wallow in mediocrity while waiting for Grand Hill to get healthy. Um, that is a fair criticism. Um, it's certainly a fair criticism to say that DeVos was a bit naive, was too new of an NBA owner, did not realize uh, the wave of, of money that was coming into the league when he lowballed Shaquille O'Neal and allowed a, a top 10 player to leave just before hitting his prime. Um, you can see some of the frustrations maybe with how he's hired people in the past. Well, he's hired some great general managers like John Gabriel, who... Um, Worked the salary cap machinations to his benefit in ways that that few play, that few general managers had done before him in getting Horace Grant, trading away Scott Skiles and, and draft picks for cap room, something that had really never been done before to get Horace Grant. Um, the way he had cleared cap to get Tracy McGrady and Penny and and Grant Hill and potentially Tim Duncan as well, but he's all, also made some some clear hiring mistakes. 
um, putting his trust in John Weisbrod, a, 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 a gen- an executive with a hockey background who never really understood how to build a basketball team and certainly alienated one of the top players in the league in Tracy McGrady, a guy who was from the Central Florida area. Um, the Rob Hennigan hire was a, a misguided one as well, and, and it seems frustrating to say this now that the Magic had a lot of lottery luck. They they lucked into some very some some Hall of Fame players at the right time through the luck of the draw. Uh, and when that luck has run out, the Magic's flaws as an organization, as a basketball organization, not as a, a team organization, not as a franchise in the NBA, but as a basketball organization, have been somewhat exposed. Um, and, and I think finally with, with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, we're beginning to see some changes to really harden and solidify the basketball organization to, to deliver the product, to deliver the, the kind of culture on the court that the team has mastered off the court. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Basketball and and, and the Encore product, again, is not Rich DeVos' ultimate legacy in Orlando. Um, Like I've said here, and and, and I'll continue to say here, Rich DeVos' ultimate legacy is in building the Orlando Magic and building a team that is truly part of this community. And even though he's both the villain and hero of this story, I think it's important to tell this story uh, on, on, this, on this day as we think about what Rich DeVos has meant to Orlando and, and especially meant to the Orlando Magic. In the early 2000s, the Magic were looking to get a new arena. Um, it was a saga that continued on throughout that decade. Um, the Magic were looking to get a new arena. The, the TD Waterhouse Center, the Orlando Arena, was was definitely phased out. It was definitely um, too crowded. It wasn't producing the revenue that the Magic needed at a time when there wasn't an NBA awash with cash. There were some legitimate uh, financial concerns. And, and the Magic were on the cusp of moving. Rich DeVos put the team up for sale in the early 2000s. And there was an investment group from St. Louis who's ready to, to, to swipe, to swoop in and move this team to St. Louis. Uh, I think Magic fans especially forget how close the Magic were to losing this, this team. And, and as I think Mike Bianchi of the Orlando Sentinel wrote at the time, you don't understand the scar of losing a team. You know, something that is yours that is gone. And there's not a lot you can do about it. Um, you just ask the people of Seattle who, yes, Seattle, the people of Seattle deserve an NBA team, and, and they had a team stolen from them. The Magic were about to lose, Orlando was about to lose a team, and, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say, it's, it's easy, it's hard to, like, completely project what that impact had would have, but, you know, Orlando, I don't think, would have the kind of growth that it's had uh, without the Magic there. Um, I, I truly believe... A, having a sports team, having a major sports team legitimizes your city. It gives it gravitas. It gives it, um, it, it, it gives it, you know, that quality of life thing that you talk about. It gives um, a, a, a representation of your city to the rest of the world. This, this is ours. This is, this is something we can rally behind. 
there's no Orlando City without the Orlando Magic. I truly believe that. There's no downtown revitalization without the Orlando Magic. That There's a lot of growth that doesn't happen, I believe, without the presence of this team in Orlando. And it was almost gone roughly 15 years ago. Um, but DeVos had, and what I think the Orlando Sentinel described as a change of heart. He loved this team. And, and he came, I think, to love Orlando and love the people here. And he took the team off the market and recommitted to the team. Eventually, the Magic did get their new stadium. Um, and, and obviously, that's helped transform downtown in a lot of ways, I believe, too. Uh, but they've continued to make a huge impact on this city and, and on this on this, on this this area. And, and again, I think a big part of that is the kind of culture that Rich DeVos set. Um, the kind of organization that he wanted to run um, that was a mission beyond basketball. And so, while there is plenty of criticism to be had of Rich DeVos and, and you know, both on the court and, and certainly off the court, uh, as, as I think a lot of people would find his political beliefs um, some, sometimes odious. Um, certainly, I think it's impossible to talk about Rich DeVos without talking about his very poor relationship with the LGBTQ community um, and some of the causes that he has that he has donated to have harmed a very important part of the Orlando community. And, and I think the Magic have had to, as an organization, have had to walk a tight rope um, to still reach out to this community because the LGBTQ community, especially after the Pulse tragedy, tragedy is an important part of who we are as residents, of, as residents and citizens of Orlando. Um, they are us, we are them, and... It's an awkward fit with the DeVos family owning the team uh, because of their sometimes hostility to LGBTQ rights and LGBTQ issues um, in the past. Um, you know, I, I think some of it has scaled back, but uh, there's definitely a lack of trust between those two groups as is perfectly understandable. Um, I've always said that, and you know, maybe this is rationalizing on my part, I've always said that while those views are odious, and, and I don't agree with them at all. I generally think that they are good-hearted people who um, have done a lot of good. And, and again, while there is a lot of bad in, in, in some of their stances on that, their ultimate impact on Orlando has been a net positive. They've ultimately done a good thing for Orlando in owning the Magic and being stewards of this team and allowing the Orlando Magic to be truly part of the Orlando community. Um Again, it's hard to talk about all this. It's hard. It's hard to you know. Men are comp. People are complicated. They are more than one thing. You can't put them all in a box. And so I always think it's important to talk about both the good and the bad when it when it comes comes to Rich DeVos. But again, I truly believe that there is no Orlando Magic. There is no um, no Magic as we know them um, as, as as a true pillar and part of this community without without Rich DeVos and the culture that he set. Could, could he have done things better to help run the basketball operations? Absolutely. Um, I think that there was still some struggle to learn how to run a successful basketball operation. It's, it's something I think a lot of teams in the NBA struggle with. Um, the Magic were able to find success despite that in a lot of ways. Um, but the ultimate success of the Magic is in their ability to reach out to the community and their ability to build a culture where, where service uh, and community come first. And, and I think Rich DeVos was a big part of of doing that, of building that. Um, the DeVos family is not going away. Um, they they have said, 
at least in the, in the interim, there are no they have no intention of selling the team. They want to keep the team in the family. In fact, Dan DeVos has has been running the team essentially and representing the team at the Board of Governors meeting since 2011. Um, there has been a succession plan in place um, for Rich DeVos. Um, it, 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 he, he he was an old guy. Um, they, they knew they they knew this day was coming, and, and I'm sure they had discussed how they were going to handle this and, and the plans they were going to make. And certainly, um, it seems like the DeVos family is still committed both to the Magic as as a team as a franchise and to the city of Orlando uh, and, and building a, a team that, that the city of Orlando can be proud of. Um, I, I, I truly believe that, even if they've had some missteps along the way, and certainly certainly they have, as, as a lot of fans can attest. But Thursday was certainly a day of mourning as well, um, to, to say goodbye to, uh, to, to someone who has meant a lot to the magic, to the organization, to the city, um, someone who has been a titan, um, that has always been there. Has always taken care of, really, for the most part, always taking care of this franchise, and always taking care of this city. Uh, and and he certainly will be missed. Um, hopefully, his legacy uh, continues on in the form of the magic, in the form of the work that they do uh, to to build a community, to build um, you know, uh, I think a really strong strong feeling of place here in Central Florida. That's going to do it for me today on today's episode. I want to thank you all again for listening to, today, to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have plenty more coverage coming up on Orlando Magic Daily of Grant Hill's Hall of Fame induction. I'll be watching his speech um, coming up on Friday night. That ceremony starts at 7. I imagine Grant Hill will be speaking around 7.38-ish, somewhere in that area. Um, will be interesting to see what he has to say about his time in Orlando. Um, but again, like I, like I said on, Lockdown Pist- on the crossover episode with Lockdown Pistons yesterday, very excited, very happy to see Grant Hill in the Hall of Fame. I think it's absolutely deserved. We'll have some more coverage of Grant Hill's entry into the Hall of Fame coming up this weekend, too. Um, also, Monday, we will start on this podcast. We'll start talking about um, we'll start talking about player profiles as we get ready for the 2019 season. Um, some of those uh, some of those articles will start popping up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So definitely check that out as well as we're in the final countdowns now to media day and the beginning of the 2019 season. But once again, our thoughts and prayers and condolences out to the DeVos family, to really everyone within the Orlando Magic organization. I know he had met, has meant a lot to everyone that interacted with him and everyone within that organization and that franchise. And obviously he's meant a lot to Central Florida. And so our thoughts and prayers are out there to him his family and everyone and every life that 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 he touched. Um, certainly, uh, certainly a sad day here in Orlando, and certainly a sad day for Magic fans um, with the with the death of Rich DeVos. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossmanreich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.